Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another edition of Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, and this morning we are talking about the work of Vagabond Missions. This ministry focuses on breaking the cycle of hopelessness in the inner city, reaching out to teens who experience neglect, violence, and a broken family life. Young missionaries bring the good news to neighborhoods and kids who don't know God. They meet young people where they are at, in their schools, after school, in the park, on the basketball court, and become friends. Teens are invited to outreach nights in a youth center, to Bible studies, discipleship groups, and RCIA, Rite of Christian Initiation, which is called Jesus Class. Vagabond Missions serves in the Pittsburgh's Garfield and Allenton neighborhoods and also in the borough of Sharpsburg. This fall, they will be expanding again with a new site in the Hill District, which is my new parish, St. Benedict the Moor, just right up the street from the PPG Paints Arena. There will be 14 missionaries serving in Pittsburgh, which is now the national headquarters for Vagabond Missions. And my guest this morning is Shannon Keating, who is the Pittsburgh Area Director for Vagabond Missions. Shannon, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thanks so much, Father Tom. Glad to be here. And you and I met uh, just a few weeks ago when I was uh, newly named the pastor of St. Benedict the Moor Parish there in the Hill District, uh, where Vagabond Missions is currently headquartered uh, in the rectory. And uh, it was great to meet with you and your staff, and uh, really looking forward uh, to working with you uh, as we uh, minister, especially to the to the young folks in the Hill District. Uh, Shannon, um, after we met uh, just briefly a few weeks ago to discuss the exciting plans uh, for the Hill District, but before we talk about that, can you tell our listeners how you became involved with Vagabond Missions? Because I never heard of Vagabond Missions until I actually became the pastor of St. Benedict de Moore, and I was really quite surprised after I learned what uh, what you guys are all about. Can you tell our listeners what, what you guys do? Sure, absolutely. So I um, actually came across the mission uh, quite a few years ago, back when um, I was still in high school. I lived in the Northern Virginia area and uh, would come out on mission trips out to Steubenville, um, which was uh, the the founding uh, location of uh, Vagabond Missions. It's actually where the ministry was still headquartered until this past year when we moved the headquarters to Pittsburgh um, and encountered the mission um, just with 
our, our volunteer opportunities of um, spending a week of mission there, um, serving the teens, serving the missionaries and their needs. And so when I um, ended up going to college, I, I volunteered with the mission as well for four years um, and really, really loved encountering teens, um, like you said, right where they're at, learning their mm-hmm. stories, developing um, those relationships and discipleship opportunities to really journey with teens as they encountered God um, really for the first time and learned um, just how much uh, the Lord desires for us to be in community in that relationship as we journey towards knowing Him more. And so that's kind of how I, I came became involved with Vagabond. That's um, then what drew me into wanting to be a full-time missionary with them after I graduated, um, just to continue that journey of encountering teens, learning their stories, um, really understanding their hearts, and, and through that, journeying into the heart of Christ together. Now, your first mission site in Pittsburgh was established in the Garfield neighborhood back in 2015. How are you doing there uh, five years later? And I think there is a new youth center there too, correct? Yes, correct. So we originally came out into the Garfield neighborhood five years ago, um, serving uh, out of the St. Lawrence O'Toole side part of the church, um, Mm -hmm. which is on Penn. It's right within the Garfield neighborhood um, this past year, just because of, um, you know, issues with the building and, and sadly, you know, decisions having to be made in regards to which buildings stay open. Um, We were unable to stay there, and so we have been generously hosted by um, the St. Raphael Sacred Heart community in the Morningside area. So it's still relatively close to our Garfield neighborhood, which is um, really convenient, really um, grateful for that opportunity. Our teens, um, we pick them up with the vans. Um, some of them will walk down, but quite a few of them want to, to get those rides <laughs> um, <laughs> in that of the neighborhood into the Morningside area. But um, this upcoming year, we'll have four missionaries there to serve Garfield. Um, it's, a, it's a large group of teens. Um, we've already welcomed in two teens into the church through our RCAA program. Um, over these past five years. And so um, really, really excited to continue serving that Garfield neighborhood. Um, we've now even been able to encounter um, some other families, like in the in the greater East Liberty Morningside, um, kind of yeah. just letting it extend and, and meet teens out in various courts. There's a lot of, as you mentioned, we meet a lot of teens on basketball courts, and there are a lot Absolutely. of basketball yeah. courts in all those neighborhoods. <laughs> um, so really excited and- to continue growing in that way there in Garfield. And being stationed here in the East End, uh, St. Mary Magdalene Parish, uh, Garfield, uh, Lawrenceville, um, Morningside, Shadyside, it's East Liberty, everything's so close together. So it's that's good that you can use the vans there. And the one thing nice about our Pittsburgh neighborhoods, they're tight-knit neighborhoods and they're all intertwined and close together. Uh, you were a missionary over in Sharpsburg. Uh, what was it like working with the kids? I know some mostly are, are on their own. Uh, parents are battling with addictions or other problems, and the kids uh, really grow up, so to speak, on their own. Uh, can you tell our listeners about your experience in Sharpsburg? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, at first, quite different than my experience volunteering with the mission um, because uh, Sharpsburg is rather separated um, from sure. the city as a borough. Um, sometimes that's 
really exciting to, uh, you know, people take ownership and pride in being Sharpsburg rather than Pittsburgh. Um, but at other points, there is this clear um, separation, kind of different culture, different lifestyles over in that part of town. Um, and so it was different also to start up a location. I had been volunteering with a mission location that had been established for quite some time. And so I didn't know what it looked like to um, have no street cred, as they call it. Um, I couldn't <laughs> reference something the teens were familiar with, you know. Um, they they had no idea who I was. They had no idea why I was there. <laughs> um, and so I, I started out in Sharpsburg with another missionary. It was just the two of us. And um, we were brought out, actually, because uh, Father Mike Dekowitz, um, mm-hmm. who was located in Sharpsburg, he now also um, heads up the addiction recovery ministry. He just has such right. a heart for um, his people um, who, are, who are suffering and have kind of been overlooked and are greatly in need of um, attention in that way. And his hope was that kind of early intervention, just bringing Vagabond in to be able to say, um, you know, there's something here to serve the youth before they fall into any of those same habits of their families or of their parents, um, fall into those same cycles, um, which, as you said, many of our teens uh, do face, whether it's, whether it's addiction or um, abuse or just like financial issues, um, you know, single parent homes. We, we have a whole variety of um you know, realities that our, our teens right. face um, and that we get to, to journey into. So when I, when I first started really, um, you know, new mission location, it involves a lot of um, learning the community and allowing mm-hmm. them to learn who I am. And so um, it wasn't just, oh, I'm here to hear your story and, and you can come into our youth center. It was having to explain <laughs> all those different things and get to know the neighborhood who I am. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was very now there's, exciting. Uh, it was very different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Eye-opening experience. Now there are three missionaries. They began serving last fall in Pittsburgh's Allentown section, uh, and also in Mount Oliver. And I'm from the Carrick-Overbrook area, so I know the Brownsville Road corridor very well. Uh, they got off okay. to a good start, <laughs> and then obviously the pandemic hit. Uh, how had they adjusted since just getting started uh, in Allentown and Mount Oliver there? Sure. So with wanting to keep our missionaries and our teens safe during the pandemic, we actually uh, came up with quite a few different protocols right as it had started um, for all of our missionaries to follow, not just in Allentown, but, you know, across the board, um, mm-hmm. being attentive to the, the cleaning needs, being attentive to um, keeping down group sizes. So a lot of those large group gatherings at our missions just had to be um, put on hold. And so sure. switching that to online platforms and uh, what have you. And so Allentown um, in the fall had just been out on the street, starting up, um, bringing teens to various um, events with uh, our other mission locations. We'll do um, kind of monthly or every other month meetups. And so they had started to really gain ground. So in January, they had started um, a a program night, a youth night in their youth space. Um, And so when the pandemic hit, yeah, it was challenging because they had only really had about two months of being able to invite teams in and, and start growing that community of an evening in um, rather than out on the streets. And um, 
they they had to kind of adjust like our other missionaries of switching what they could online and then still meeting um, in person one-on-one for a thing such as dropping off food, um, if they had any other social uh, needs like laundry or school, um, being accessible to the teens in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But thankfully, a lot of our missionaries prior to the pandemic and um you know, they have all these relationships, even in Allentown, they had these strong relationships with these teens. Sure. So they mm-hmm. would maintain like a five person video call or something like mm-hmm. that. So um, they, we've kind of started back up with outdoor gatherings, um, you know, keeping them small, keeping them distanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing in Allentown, thankfully, um, that those teens are chomping at the bit and they're ready to get back out there. <laughs> and you just have to adjust, you know, and obviously everybody with the pandemic had to adjust, but you tweak it as you go, and uh, obviously, uh, now that we're in the middle of July, you know, you can do that. Uh, we have a lot more to go questions to go forward. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District, and also the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the neighborhoods of Point Breeze, the East End, and Wilkinsburg section of the city of Pittsburgh. And this morning, uh, my guest is uh, uh, Shannon Keating from the Vagabond Missions, who are based uh, in the Hill District, and honored to uh, have her here with us this morning. And now, Shannon, now that you're starting a fourth mission site in the Hill District, which I am now the pastor of, uh, what are your plans? Because it sounds really exciting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, our plans for all of our new mission sites are um, kind of, as I've mentioned, just to go out initially, mm-hmm. really learn the neighborhood, become familiar, and become ingrained in what's already established there. Um, the Hill yeah. District community is a very vibrant community, um, mm-hmm. and so really learning what already goes on, what's already offered for um, the people there, and then entering in and building up those relationships. So our missionaries currently are just out um, meeting people, looking at uh, different opportunities that are already existing, building up those relationships, um, but also now uh, out on the basketball courts, um, finding mm-hmm. teams, mm-hmm. learning their stories, and going from there. So our plans hopefully will be to to kind of start our own youth programming, um, you know, early in the spring, um, God willing, COVID willing. Um, and right. so uh, they'll, they'll be preparing uh, for that in, in these next few months. And I, uh, before I entered the seminary, I lived, I was a resident at Crawford Square, which is literally right next door to St. Benedict de Moore. Uh, and I had, I worked in public relations and marketing for the Boy Scouts of America there on Bedford Avenue. So I literally uh, am coming back home now being uh, the new pastor of St. Benedict de Moore and living there in Crawford Square and working at the Boy Scout office uh, before I entered the seminary. And my dad uh, served as a Pittsburgh police officer for Zone 2 police station. So uh, the Burke family is very well connected uh, to the Hill District. Yeah. And it is such a neat, vibrant community. And uh, when I drive down the hill in my Jeep uh, coming down Webster Avenue or Center Avenue and just seeing that view of the city of Pittsburgh, it's just breathtaking. And you're on top of that hill. And uh, St. Benedict the Moor, and now with Bagavon Missions, we can be a beacon of hope uh, serving uh, the youth in that area. Now, many young people who interact with the Bagavon missionaries are experienced the love and mercy of Jesus for the very first time. How are you seeing these kids respond? Yeah, what's remarkable is that um, every heart yearns for love and yearns for that hope. And so, um, in a lot of ways, it's 
it's just seeing for that first time and um, encountering like that miracle of a heart knowing that they are loved um, and responding with, with that joy and excitement that it, that it really is. And so, um, you know, seeing our teens encounter that love and mercy and uh, their response of desiring and, and pursuing that themselves and, and coming back. Um, we, we don't have, really this revolving door with our teens. Our whole, our whole purpose is this our incarnational relational growth. And so we have um, step by step watching that journey and that response. Sometimes, you know, everyone takes a different kind of step to the side, to the back, um, but really seeing them over and over again respond awesome. to that, that love and respond in joy and hope. Now, we hear uh, many younger Catholics drift away from, from the church and their faith. Don't come to Mass. Mass is boring. Why do I have to learn? Uh, it's really inspiring to witness your young missionaries stepping forward. How do you find these young men and women who really want to promote the gospel? Because that's such a countercultural uh, event, so to speak. <laughs> it, it is pretty countercultural to ask, um, you know, a young person um, or, or just any person for that matter to yeah, give right. whatever they have and mm-hmm. to go into an inner city neighborhood that they don't know. So um, <laughs> it is a little bit of a challenge. We rely a lot on the providence of the Lord, that's for sure. Um, but thankfully, we used to just um, go by word of mouth. And it's, it's remarkable to see that over the last, you know, 15 years, God has provided missionaries every year, even though um, not many people knew he existed. Um, But over the past few years, as we've grown, we realized, you know, there is a great need um, in this inner city and the Lord desires to provide people to serve. And so um, this past December, we actually hired a director of development, or uh, sorry, a director of recruitment. Um, and so um, his name, Mark Pirro, he actually served as a missionary for 10 years. Hmm. And so um, he is very familiar with the mission. He has um, put together uh, prior again to the pandemic, but even during it, um, various opportunities to reach out to universities um, and other um, ministries serving, you know, young Catholics or uh, just people in the church that are are yearning to give a year or two or three or, you know, like him, 10, um, but give a few years of their life to the inner city. And so um, we connect a lot through various um, university groups, through various uh, parish groups across the country. And That's it's great. remarkable to see actually our missionaries are not always really from the area or even from the state that they serve. Right. Um, they I have a missionary faith. right now traveling cross country. So. Wow. Awesome. Now, obviously, fundraising is an important part of your ministry. Ministry, otherwise, you know, you need resources. And of course, it's a challenge lately with the COVID pandemic. But uh, you folks have been really creative, like your meals and hope event. Can you tell our listeners what the, what is that? Yeah, that was our first time doing this online um, all-mission fundraiser. Typically, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we have a larger fundraiser, it does, it does kind of serve that particular area. But this was intended to serve our mission as a whole. And so we brought together um, an online and an in-person aspect to that event. So we had online an evening kind of gala with uh, Matt Marr doing some music, Father Josh Johnson, mm-hmm. who's on our board. He shared a little bit of his own story and the story of the, the need for Vagabond Missions. And then we even had a teen um, give his own witness from Greenville. Um, so this 
this online kind of evening that you would normally go to, um, <laughs> to, to hear about the mission and understand it. Um, simultaneously, all of our missionaries in all of their mission locations were serving meals to our teens and their families. And so, um, and doing that through some local restaurant to be able to support them during this time. And wow. so we served over a thousand meals total right here in Pittsburgh. We served 400 meals. Um, and so we, we connected through St. Benedict the Moore School um, with the principal there, which was really incredible. And then through mm-hmm. all of our teens and their families in their neighborhood and just um, showing that uh, their, their immediate need and hunger could be met, but that long-term, you know, that long-term need and hunger mm-hmm. for the Lord um, is also, um, you know, being served. Now, we just have uh, two minutes left, so I, I want to get to these last two questions. You have a mission site in Steubenville, Ohio, Greenville, North Carolina, and Wichita, Kansas, but the national headquarters is now here in Pittsburgh. Why is that, and how did that happen? Just real briefly. Yeah, it was um, an opportunity to kind of be in a more centralized city location. Steubenville is a mm-hmm. beautiful um, little city that we have served in for a very long time. We continue to serve there. Um, but as we grew here in Pittsburgh and seeing the various uh, multiple locations as a possibility within a city, we really wanted to be able to centralize that headquarters and then from that um, dynamic of multiple mission locations kind of mirror our growth in other cities. Um, like yeah. in Wichita now, we're opening our second location um, and kind of right. following that after this Pittsburgh model now. And as they say, Pittsburgh is the gateway to the West with Lewis and Clark, Clark. So, you know, it's it's a perfect location, the center of it all. Now, for folks who might want to volunteer or give some financial support or want to learn more about it, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have information on our website, um, vagabondmissions.com, uh, and that has quite a few different links for applying or interests or whatever it may be in regards to volunteer or financial. But I can also just be reached by phone or by email. My email is pretty easy. It's just Shannon at Vagabond Missions, and then um, my phone number is also listed there on the website. And so um, we love getting the local people of Pittsburgh involved in the mission um, to whatever extent uh, a beating heart is ready to serve. And so we are, we are ready to open, that is awesome. um, openly welcome anyone interested. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Shannon Keenan, yeah, the Pittsburgh you. Area Director for Vagabond Missions, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks so we'll be back in a moment on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we're focusing on the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And in our church, we are reading from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, the parables. Uh, Jesus taught uh, his teachings through parables, through stories. Uh, And it was just a wonderful way to teach the faith in a very simple matter with everyday life. Because during Jesus' time, a lot of people worked and lived off the land. So he taught stories. He taught in parables. And this week we hear the parable of the sower and the seed. And Jesus emphasizes the necessity of sowing the seeds in all kinds of soil. We know that life uh, can be challenging and there's a lot of ups and downs in life uh, with many opportunities to grow deeper uh, with our faith, deeper with our roots. 
but uh, we are introduced with the parable of the sower and the seed this this weekend. And the sower represents Jesus, who spreads the message of the kingdom of God, uh, like seeds. And there's different kinds of soil uh, representing different responses, uh, rich soil. Uh, taking to root, there, there's times of thorns and choking. So life is ups and downs. Let us sow the seeds of love in spreading the good news of our faith. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.